0: The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people, from Upsetnick & Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you, your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication, and consultation. Don't be pushed around.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carnival of Randomness. And we are, again, in a secret headquarters of some super team. I don't know what super team or where, but, Zach, it would help if you didn't GPS and do a check-in
0: so they know where we are. Well, come on. It was super team, what, the 72 Dolphins? They're overrated. Well... This is Rob, obviously, and we have Greg with us again. Hi. And we're going
1: to talk again. One of our turns around here is our little round table about comic books, all things comics and everything. Yes. And one of the things now is growing up with comic books, it's amazing to see the evolution of film. Now, they're all over pop culture. They're real pricey, cost a lot, oh, big Christ. budget. You can have your opinions on those. But did you realize one of the things we're going to talk about a lot is this isn't a new phenomenon. Back even... 40s, 50s. They had cereals, and I would highly recommend still checking them out. And Greg, what's one of some of your favorites you've seen? You're big into this, I guess. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, even before they were on YouTube, uh, I started seeing them as a kid, which is really weird because it was like a local show here, and they would just show these things as filler, like on a kid's afternoon show. And... The first one I think I saw was Rocket Man, this character called Rocket Man. These were all Republic movie serials. It wasn't they, like a guy they,
1: with funny glasses who wore funny suits no, and played he, on stage, right?
2: he, he <laughs> had the basically the bullet helmet, which is what they kind of redid in Rocketeer. When Disney remade Rocketeer, that was basically oh. the same thing.
1: Because oh, in that, it was, I think in Rocketeer, it was the suit, right? That was, the, was like a jetpack. Yeah, he was had a jetpack. Right, and
2: so, did, and so did this guy. Yeah. he had this goofy thing and it had two buttons up down fast slow and that was it and he jumped up in the air and <laughs> and it was great but they had to they had a trick which i thought was really cool when you're you know a little kid they did the the special effects guys had this trick and they would take a wire and they would stretch a big wire like across a canyon or something and they would take a mannequin and put the suit on the mannequin and then they would just shoot the mannequin across the wire and then they would just it, you'd have to watch it to understand it but like a full front shot, the, the guy's coming right at you.
1: One of my really
2: cool. things I've said,
1: what happens nowadays, we have so much technology, CGI and everything, it does take away from creativity. Yep. But sometimes it's kind of neat. I, I don't know what came first. Was it Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers? But some of the, They had them on mm. XXI. They would show the Flash Gordon serials. I think they were from the 30s or some of the earliest yeah, ones. Yeah, 36 or so. And they came out. I thought it was just really neat how they did the effects. I mean, yeah, you had the lion men who basically looked like guys with costumes. Well, but right. you would see little toy spaceships. With the sparklers th- coming out. And, and you're <laughs> thinking, people back then, they had to think of how to do this. They couldn't just go to blue screen. Well, and right. let,
0: let me interject with this. The, the whole point of CGI was to be able to do things that a, a mortal being of any species couldn't do, correct?
2: Right.
0: You look at this new, the new Lion King movie. The CGI lions. Real lions are able to emote better. Ah. than the c g they actually did a side by side I saw somebody of a real lion huh. versus the c g i lion, and you could tell like the real lion actually was more emotional could had better facial features, like oh, I thought you were supposed to be the end all be all interesting well, some of it too
1: is it looks all the same, like for example i'll give you one example like I am legend you get these c g I, I monsters and they're brag. not even you know they're not even really. Good, I don't think they're not really creative. No, they said I've heard that for the Wizard of Oz, they couldn't. It would cost so much to remake it now if you tried to use those sets and everything. Oh Jesus, I couldn't imagine that.
2: Well, there's a story about that too with the old Adam West show. Is that Uh, apparently NBC was going to pick it up?
1: But they killed us, they trashed the set, They trashed
2: the Batcave set, and they said, oh, $800,000, can't do it, you know? (laughs) Then
1: you think about that, I was thinking about that the other day. Game of Thrones, I think the budget was $40 million. Can you imagine, like, Star Trek or Batman even having, like, a
0: million dollars? Can you imagine them having 40 grand? Let alone forty million. Cause I guarantee you that the budget from the old Batman series wasn't that big. But a lot of people don't realize. And now that you mention Batman, go back to the forties. There were
1: <clears throat> Batman serials, Superman serials. Yeah. I think the guy who played Superman was Kyle or right? something. It was Kirk a, Allen. Why do I say Kyle? It's like
2: he good, had a, good one. He had a cameo in case you don't know. He had a, him. He and Noel Neal had cameo in the first Richard Donner Superman movie. Yeah,
1: because Noel Neal was actually oh, was she the first yeah. Lois Lane? Wasn't she? Because Ph- Phyllis Cates was the first one in Adventures, but wasn't Noel right. Neal first?
2: Noel Neal was in the serials, yeah. and then Phyllis Cates did the the, the first Adventures. season, which, in my opinion, is the best Superman well, season. Well, you're, you're <laughs> not dramatic. alone. You know, who
1: agrees with you. George Reeves, wherever he is, because mm-hmm. what he said, he enjoyed the first season because says it was more noir, right? Like more hardcore detective fiction, and then he said they just went to the kids. Yeah. It, yeah, because he said kids were watching, we had Evan in color, little sillier, you know, Jimmy Olsen with his, gee whiz, Mr. Kent.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Well, that's got some of the best stuff that you could never even do now. No, I, I enjoy
1: mean, it. So uh, I, I own yeah. that series. Mm-hmm. I actually, I own the whole series. I really enjoyed it. Oh, me too. I used to watch it at, P, I think, PIX on the good old days of watching stuff after school. Right. That and
0: Batman.
2: I can't get enough of that woman in the wheelchair getting pushed down the ramp. That's the
0: best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're going to hell. But one of the things
1: one of the things though for that, that show, uh the little game I started playing because I started reading about George Reeves, and what happened was he had a problem with the bottle. Right. Everybody loved him. Everybody loved him, but they said what he would do is at lunchtime he would go out and sort of drink his lunch at times. Right. And I swear there's some of these episodes where you could see where they filmed after lunch. <clears throat> right. But everybody loved him, I guess. Yeah, you and, don't really hear much negative about. it. And there's still there was a movie Hollywoodland. From what I read, uh, a, a book called Speeding Bullets. It was about supposedly what happened to his death and everything. That there's conflicts that he really actually they they have this thing. If you've seen Hollywoodland, where they show Ben Affleck playing him burning the suit after they got out, he's a, so
0: glad. But he movie. claimed
1: he claimed, and there the book claims that he really was sad that it ended. But I have Superman versus the Mole Man there it was the first the Mole Man Actually oh, yeah. I just I just watched people.
0: that I just watched that yesterday Ritz. or the other day Superman versus the Mole Man That's pretty awesome. You ever watch the
2: actual the actual feature versus the one that they cut up into two parts for the yeah, series. I
0: have, yeah, I have that one. Yeah. No, I, I haven't seen the actual feature. I saw the uh, the chop edited one. Uh, but still, yeah. that, that told the story. Go yeah,
2: ahead. yeah. It's just that the music's a little different and, yeah. and stuff like that. But we but... do,
1: I mean, we sort of, because we do do the carnival here, we don't want to just look up stuff on Wiki. We don't do our research a lot. If you could help on this one. Did you know who played Batman in the serial? Because we don't. There and,
2: were two guys. Chris, uh, I
0: just watched it, the Batman and Robin one from the 40s yeah there
2: were two guys robert lowry was in the second one who was also in a superman episode uh, like a color one and then oh, i can't remember the lewis wilson was the first
1: very one. good see that's we do some research but we like to yeah, i think lewis wilson was in the, the batman and robert the thing about the batman ones for me the one problem ooh, I, one I always I can't have, remember the one problem i always have is i think the way the costume looks he looks like a deranged bunny yeah. Because was, of the
2: ears. Oh, it looks like something his mother made for I think there was the, the
1: ever-present guy in the... There's like... If I remember right, one of the serials I watched with that, there was the ever-present evil dude in the hood.
0: Oh, yeah, you have and to. And you
1: got to get the reveal at the end of who he was.
0: Yeah, the the Scooby-Doo school of thought. yeah. At well, the end, the hood always comes off. That's right. And I like how they do these. I remember watching a special on like it for the can Cap- be him <laughs> yeah,
1: for the Captain America ones because remember Captain America had a lot of them. Right. Oh yeah. And I remember how they talked about cliffhangers and they actually had a thing about Indiana Jones on and about how Spielberg and Lucas were.
0: Well, oh, sure, they grew these, up on that stuff. And they
1: said if you watch like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you could see stuff. They literally swiped from the cliffhang. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And they showed, for example, the Captain America one where they show him dying, like the car falling over the cliff. So, second episode, while you're waiting. Right. You come back, they show from another angle how he jumped out of the car. Yeah, they show from the side. There's
2: and always like, a cheat shot. Yeah, an yeah. extra...
1: But there are lots of these, too, because there's, like, I remember mean, the Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Well,
0: that's the thing. There was a right. bunch, and they weren't always the, all, all the characters that are still around. you have like, what is it? Uh lot of A lot of Half-Arrigan. Half Crash yeah. Craddock. Yeah.
1: Commander Cody. Yeah.
2: Who, who was actually Rocket Man.
1: Yeah, he was. <laughs> they <laughs> just resurfaced. There's it. the one Zombies of the Stratosphere with the young Leonard Nimoy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. The yeah. deal with the ghosts, I think, was the villain of that one. But now, do you think they could get away with stuff like that, especially serializing it, because there was no internet and people could leak information about well, it?
2: Well, a lot of these Netflix shows are basically serials.
0: Oh, right, but I mean, you know, you don't have to wait that week. No, in you can just the, keep going, yeah. You have to wait the five seconds for Netflix to say, hey, you still here? <laughs> or Batman, and, uh, or was, was it Batman originally televised where one
1: episode one night to the next night? Yeah. And one of the signs that about Batman, they killed the monsters because the monsters were big and I guess the next season that they went up at Batman became a huge phenomenon. Right. Mm-hmm. You gotta remember the Bat a lot of things we don't realize. I guess like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were huge in their time, which is hard to fathom, but they were gargantuan. Oh, big, oh yeah. But no, then no, also the Batmania Dean Martin. If you oh. were growing up during that, Batman was enormous oh, for yeah, like
2: the yeah. first You year. couldn't turn around without buying something.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> And I think that was one of the problems with it, though. Too, is it sparked out then because it gets oversaturated.
2: Yeah, but you know, you were mentioning about the CGI and 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 like the George Reeves show. A lot of those shows, because they didn't have that kind of budget, and they didn't have that show in particular. They were smart because they didn't they didn't do a lot of outer space stuff and. Stuff they couldn't pull up. No, the
1: one I remember, one of the ones, ones I it remember... They pretty real. Yeah. The bad guys catch Lois and Superman and trap him in a bathosphere. Right. Because he's, how am I going to get up? I, you know, I could get up, but you'll die. So what he does is he just eventually gets the idea. He unhooks it and he pulls it up by the rope. Right. But the one that gets me is always, okay, you have to have a little suspension of disbelief, you know, about the idea of Clark and Superman because the one thing he didn't really do well is he was sort of Superman just... He didn't change the character at all. True. But the one that gets me is, okay, remember the one where they go back in time somehow on the time machine? Right. And all of a sudden, Superman <laughs>
0: pops up. Hey, we're Clarko? Hey, how'd you get here, Superman? I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I didn't know he came with us. Like, exactly. Like, oh, he took off his glasses and parted his hair a different way. Yeah. And all the- <laughs> But no, if you read into the Marvel history, or the DC history of him, They say he could telescope his spine and grow six inches when he became Superman. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. But can you imagine? (laughs) So Clark Kent was like, you know, six foot, but Superman was six. And the other thing you have to Uh, realize, like, how many people would hold their job?
1: It's like he goes on an assignment. Oh, man, those tacos are backing up on me. I got to leave the
0: buildings (laughs) on (laughs) fire.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting you say that about the spine thing, though, because I remember one of the... In the the Richard Donner the Superman 2 I think it was when he gets outed by Lois Lane and he does this thing where he he stands up really straight and it's like you don't realize he's kind
1: of hunching over but
0: What's now it? you look well, you I think had, that's where it came Christopher from.
2: Christopher Ree was very, Christopher very good. Christopher
1: Ree to do the difference in the characters because yeah. he was like a dorky guy. He wore these suits that were too big. Did you see the director's cut of that?
2: Yeah. Okay, oh, the, Richard the outing cut. is yeah, different because in the
1: in the original film he like drops his glasses in the fire and he picks them out. And the other one, she just takes his glasses off.
2: Yeah. She shoots them with a blank or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good I love that, that that Yeah, that
0: cut was really good.
2: I mean, it really made more sense. It was a little yeah. more dramatic and uh, I like the fact that they put Marlon Brando back in it
0: yes the man who demanded top billing and most of the money for what yeah. two minutes of work yeah, I know but it was a good two minutes of work <laughs> was it I thought he was good in it. Well, yeah, at least he was sitting in a booth so he could be eating the whole time. Oh, but, right. Oh. I mean, let's not cast Dispersion. Marlon Brando, one of the greatest actors right. who's ever come down the pike. But by that point, yeah, he was a little done. different. But one yeah. year on the bounty, Marlon. Of, Brando.
1: I guess like he would just have these things where he was like, and there's like he would eat a whole like gallon. Of ice, start bleeding from his nose from hemorrhaging from it. Oh my his god! <laughs> and everything. I just remember like like Belushi playing him on Saturday Night Live. Oh.
2: The Method School. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is sort of scary. I guess Lee Marvin, there's a story about that where I guess he, as we off on our carnival stuff here, I guess he was at Stellar Adler's school, and he came in and they had somebody act, he's supposed to be acting as a soldier dying of gangrene. Now, he'd been in World War II in the Pacific, and he got yelled at because they said, you're not showing your emotion. And he said, when you have gangrene, by the end you don't feel it. Um, yeah. So you wouldn't have any. So I guess he told uh, the guys to fuck off. Well, that's <laughs> well, that's what happens
0: when you try to introduce logic into. What did you
1: think of the Batman show? Because I am a fan. I'm a defender. The Adam West. Yes. Oh, it was fantastic.
2: Yeah. I mean, I bought the first two seasons. I don't. I don't. We pre-ordered them, didn't you? I, I we got pre- the
0: Batmobile. I pre-ordered the Blu-ray Super Edition that came with the little Matchbox b- oh, Batmobile. Nice. Nice. And you know what? It was. It was. I, I grew up after it. It was campy, but it was fun. How many times these days, especially, do you see a TV show that's fun? Well, not only weird. that, but I am morally up right now because I watched a show when I was a kid. Some days, Robin, you just can't get rid of a... Bu- the movie well, the is goddamn hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, all the the guest stars, that would pop out of those damn windows. Right. It's like 16 of them because there's a clip, obviously. Yeah, on, it's like, you know, boom, hey, there's yeah. Sammy Davis
1: Jr. Well, everybody wanted he, to be on I it. think Lurch was, was on there for yep, one. He Lurch pops was on out. There. Ted but I Arch. just love, the way they did it was perfect, and I think camp is something kind hard to define.
0: <laughs> oh, camp is clean. an art form that is very, very hard to define, and it's really hard to do well. That's the thing, because most people think camp, well, I'm just going to go completely off the wall, but then it, it's they shitty. Either
1: you gotta always do the wink. You can't do the wink. You have to play yeah. it seriously.
2: Well, that's the thing about why I say the first two seasons, because the first season especially, they didn't quite, they had the balance just right. And then it got worse.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> then it just became kind, of, kind of it was a self-parody after a while. Yeah.
0: But, but the
2: first one was really a detective type story. Yeah, it was. It was more dramatic. Well, I think
0: that's what a lot of people in this day and age forget. It was Batman, it was, a Batman. It was a detective at at first detective right. comics. Yeah. Well, yeah. And detective they show comics, him, but he was a crime solver. They show was early comics. Right. They show him like right. lecturing to colleges and showing how to do technique and everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was a brilliant. You know, uh, detective, crime scene investigator, whatever.
2: Right, and that's why you know all the stuff in the back Cave, and the, even though they, you know, they put their spin on <laughs> it with the labels and everything. Well,
0: but, yeah. The, well, Benby me the bat shark uh, repellent. Yeah. He's got bear cooter repellent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always wondered I'd, what would happen if I'd, he used the bear whale repellent. One of, one of the, the best lines of in
1: that movie was still when they're going to get hit by the torpedo and it blows up. And the yeah. gee, Batman! Oh, that, get, the, the, the noble, noble dolphins. dolphins. <laughs> yeah, noble right. Corpus. And the other line I love in that too is when they're climbing the building and Robin's going, gee, Batman. You see all these weird characters run around the docks and everything. You think people would report him. And this big he's got this voice. It's a low crowd. Yeah, wow. Fill the rum pots. And Rick <laughs> can't understand. And they can't trust what they see with their eyes. And you hear you hear Robin go, gee, Batman. Alcoholics, you're a filthy thing. <laughs> yeah. Rum pots and
2: ripper. Well, you know, that was Lorenzo Semple Jr. He's the guy that wrote all
0: those best stories.
1: And I think some of the best because you had Mayor Lindsey for Mayor oh, Lindsay, right. Gotham,
0: which was actually was New Jersey, wasn't it, Gotham City? Technically, Gotham City, according to the DC universe, is not New York City. It's it's in New Jersey. Uh, and the other badly. one, I guess, Aunt Harriet was invented because they wanted to make no sure nothing. it's falling apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Aunt Harriet was invented because they wanted people not to think that something funny was going around with those two. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. But But, my war and I still think Alan Napier still was really one of the best Alfreds.
2: Yeah. They did a good job with the movie serial Alfred in the Batman serials.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But you know, the first Batman serial was a had a Japanese antagonist. Of course. So Well, because
0: look at the time period. Right. You know, it was what, probably mid to late forties. But it's
2: interesting when it came out in the eighties, I guess, on VHS. It was cut, it was edited. And then when it came back out on DVDs by Sony, which is the Japanese. Japanese. They put all the original. Well, yeah,
0: because they're
1: like, you know, this is how it was, you know. Yeah. We don't care. Well, you know, I guess they, what they did for First Blood in China and Russia, they made it the, the Japanese for World War II somehow. Yeah. <laughs> somehow during. Yeah, I
2: mean, there's like references to, you know, the J word and the. Oh, newspaper yeah. headlines and yeah. stuff like that. You get and, some
1: really big stereotypes like this yeah. one I think called Yellow Sonora with James Kagg with these real stereotypes. There's a three stooges episode with these really oh, yeah. stereotype oh, Japanese God, yeah. guys in it. Oh yeah.
2: Well, I bought the uh um they came a Paramount came out with a Popeye set from the thirties and the forties.
0: Oh man. So
2: I found those at Big Lots. Of all places, like six bucks a piece. I love,
0: I love Popeye. Yeah.
2: So anyway, it's got all the first ones, like the with the two reelers, a, Aladdin and, and uh, what's the other one? The there was the, an Aladdin one G- and Sinbad. Sinbad.
0: Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. That was a
2: big deal. They even had a special feature on the the yeah. two reelers because it was color and expensive. And the Fleischer's did the Superman cartoons yeah. in the '40s too. Those are this, awesome! Knows, Max the best. Are Awesome. But anyway, uh, there's a disclaimer on these Popeye cartoons in the beginning. Where it says, you know, that Warner Brothers or whatever, there are some stereotypes here. They're wrong then. They're wrong now. But we're not going to pretend they didn't exist. Yeah, well, that's so the here thing is
1: you can't you can't just yeah. you know change history. Well, I was going to say, yeah. it's the time. It's times like I've heard like you gonna have people older who do some expressions that aren't very nice. And I mean, the thing is, you grew up that way. Right. You just that was the way it
0: was. Well, and that the, the thing is, like if you grew up and went through the war. In the time period when, yes, the Japanese bombed the shit out of Pearl Harbor and killed, you know, hundreds of servicemen, it was a little different your view on them, right? You know, because at that point, yes, they were the mortal enemy, just like the the Germans and the Italians. Yeah. And the thing, the Fleischer cartoons are really incredible, yeah. beautiful cartoons. Ten oh, yeah. grand a
2: piece or something for, at the time. Wow,
0: yeah, that's astronomical. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder how, like,
1: the, to, in terms of animation, too, well, if you've seen the Rudolph one, they do a Rudolph one, too. He does oh, a Rudolph God. the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon.
2: But yeah, those are great, man. They're seven minutes of just pure... They set the story up fast, bam, get yeah. to the thing. Get seven to minutes the, of
1: the, pure fun. That's how it, it, just, get
2: to the action. The evolution of you know.
1: comics was described. I think John Burns said it one time. He said, you go back to the 30s and 40s, and Superman would be flying on and around the ocean. A dragon would pop up, shoot fire at him, pop down, that would be it. Now, in a comic from... The, 80s 90s they'd extrapolate down the dragon for seven pages
2: right that's the other thing too if you look at a lot of comics now they do a lot of splash pages and and there's less story it seems like there's less story and they just want to do a lot of big art
1: that's the curse of the 1990s and I don't really
2: like it as much you know No, that's
1: the curse of the 1990s and image comics I think where they started just doing the big splash pages yeah and all those things, and not the stories, because I still like the old stuff. It looks too.
2: great. I mean, it'd be great for a poster or something, but it just doesn't... I'm not going to spend 250 and just look at a bunch of pictures, you well, know?
0: I, I got, <laughs> you know, those old... You know, they did the hardbound collector's editions of reprints of the original. Right. I got, like, I think it was Spider-Man, like, you know, 20 through 30 or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm reading it, and it's just hilarious watching them describe what they're going to do right. while they're in the middle of doing it. Right, right. You know, like the the villain has Spider-Man over his head. It's like, I am going to throw you to the ground with such force. Like,
2: exactly. Look,
0: just do it. Why are you explaining it?
2: I have a Daredevil one like that, the first 25. <laughs> well, you know what? I think a lot of that comes from radio. Mm. And at first, a lot of times, a lot of stuff was written in radio style.
1: And you remember, over descriptive oh years gosh. ago I used to like to listen and I think it was on an AM station I could be wrong but they would have One Step Beyond they had shadow episodes on oh yeah and I used to love these old, I still look them up on YouTube I still find like the old shadow episodes do
2: you have a Sirius XM at all? no okay because they have a Channel devoted strictly to old radio, classic radio.
0: I think that's really cool. Yeah, those old radio serials. (laughs) Who knows? Jack
2: Benny and whatnot, but some of the stuff is pretty funny. I think
0: probably the best one, and this is a real mark of the times, was the villain gets caged in in a a fire cell. He's like, "Oh God, this fire's too hot even for my asbestos armor." Yeah. (laughs) Like. Okay, so you don't have to worry about the villain because he's going to die of 10 years. There's a
1: difference, too, because obviously you have to be more descriptive because the person's listening. Yeah. Right. Unlike us,
0: we try to figure out what the hell we're talking about. But (laughs) just the fact that, you know, a comic from the 60s, like, oh, my asbestos armor, and now we look at it like, that'll kill you. And then you he survived the about, fire, and then he died yeah, you didn't have later. to. You didn't have to worry about Spider-Man kicking the hell out of you because the, the damn asbestos ate it's you. It's like
1: watching, go on YouTube or somewhere and watch the old commercials of doctors endorsing cigarettes oh, yeah, as they're smoking. Yeah.
0: Have you ever looked at a thing?
2: I've, I had them on this. I bought this. I buy a lot of dumb DVDs. Oh, I do, too. <laughs> oh, look who you're talking to here. <laughs> but it's 50 sci-fi things. said, and one Oh, of yeah. Them, the, oh, gee, you're yeah, talking to the lawyer. One of them was a Rocky Jones Space Ranger. Yep, yep. Have you ever I've seen, seen that? Back. Okay, so you look at that versus like the Superman '50s show. The production values of the Superman show were way above that. Yeah, you know, you know, for for a kids' show in the '50s, it was done pretty well.
1: And for all you yeah. kids out here, we're going to clear something up right now. And like Greg, when I mentioned Captain Marvel to you, who do you think of?
2: I think of the guy that's like Superman. But I don't think of the the newer version, which is the female.
1: Say hero. it! It's not lightning's not going to come through the studio.
2: Captain Marvel, Shazam, <laughs> yeah.
0: Shazam, or Carol Danvers. And or... there's a
1: big thing about Shazam. It's from Fawcett Comics, the Big Red Cheese. And what happened was, he was bigger than Superman for a while, the comic right. book. And I think. If, you'll ever, if you ever see the movie Comic Book Heroes as a reference, you know, who is what's your favorite Matt You one? What's your favorite Matt Gravory one? He was an artist on Captain Marvel. Uh. Mm. And it's like, you don't know. You're a dabbler. You're a dabbler. But they were bigger, and there was a big lawsuit because it was outselling Superman.
2: Yeah.
0: And the thing you have to realize... like, What, the, Marvel sued somebody? No. These days... <laughs> these That wasn't Marvel, DC... Oh yeah, that's right. Because Captain Marvel was the DC
1: character. Yeah. Now the the Marvel now the Kree warrior from Marvel is Marvel. Yeah.
2: Okay. Whatever.
1: But one of the things there was too was got to remember in the day. These days, a, a best selling comic will still sell six figures, but won't even. In those days, some of those issues of Superman would sell six million. Yeah. It,
0: I mean, right. it blew them out of the water.
1: You know the story behind Seagull. And Schuster was... They gave it away pretty much. Oh, yeah. And the reason they did was... I guess they figured now, this this was their in. Now, did they give it
0: away? Or was it kind of
1: swindled away? No, not it was really. was swindled away. Swindled yeah. it away. But their idea was... Okay, he's not going to be around long. We're going to use him to bounce up to make more characters. This is their way in. So they did the Spectre. They did other yeah. characters. They did get compensation actually for use. Nothing I would say yeah, worth t- to yeah. considering. Twenty grand
0: compensation, <laughs> like the woman that drew the Nike swoosh. They gave her like eighty bucks. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that compen- She was compensated.
2: Yeah. I'm sure she well, was. they gave They finally sued him. I guess. Yeah. Like they they got twenty grand a year. Yeah, they yeah. had to. But they gave it away for like two hundred bucks or yeah. something. Yeah, it was know. ridiculous. At the time.
0: Yeah, because he said, "Well, you can join us, but you have to sign over the rights to this character." Yeah. Yeah. But the Captain Marvel
1: serial, the Shazam serial, was really fun. That was one of the best, I think, ever for the serials in the day. Oh, yeah. And they had the good review. They had the bad guy. I think it was a scorpion guy. He right.
0: like said, oh, you're trying to figure out who he is and everything. Yeah. Well, I guess that was the part of it because everybody wanted to know. Who was under the hood? Yeah. Because the hood implied evil. And you figured it had
1: to be one of the people who was probably in the background. Yeah,
0: like the guy who walked by, who, like, he bumped into accidentally walking down the street and just scowled at him, and then he (laughs) took it upon himself because of that injustice to become a supervillain. The 50s were a little different. But they were cool, though, because that
1: comic was always fun. You had a talking tiger, an evil worm. What
2: (laughs) about
1: Mr. Monty's? And the thing about the movie that they got wrong, I think, was the characters. There's a character by Jared Jones called Prime, and it's a kid who gets all these powers, but he's still a kid. And the thing about Captain Marvel, when you get these powers... You say Shazam, it's Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, right. Achilles, Mercury. Yeah. So you're endowed with, it's like if you watch the 70s TV show ever.
2: I've never, I've seen parts of it. You could get it I at did. the library. Yeah.
1: And it's, again, it's one of those things where you get a guy getting driven around by mentor. is Les Tremaine, who you'll see in a lot of, you probably, if you get yeah. got one of those
0: packs, you've seen him. Yeah. He's in
1: the, the Slime People.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you're preaching to the choir. Well, that? a, I, yeah, I, but he was given the wisdom of the universe and all of history, yet he doesn't know what his powers are. Yeah, but he's Yay. got the—he's
1: got this little thing and he talks to the gods and what they do is they preach the moral lesson every week. They come out and they talk to him and they say, well, you're going to learn this and then he solves the thing and at the end, wow, I yep. learned my lesson. Wow. Yeah. But it's pretty easy in that because it's the deus ex machina of Captain Marvel when he's dealing with modern day stuff like that. All... It's all over as soon as he says the words, because nothing—he never faces any threats. Right. No. He wrestles a bear that's like a dummy in one, <laughs> like in Lou Ferrigno with the Hulk when he threw like a he fights a bear. You can see the obvious dummy going flying across I will, the.
2: I'll have to look that show up because I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's, it was a, it was on for twenty eight episodes. It was actually Jackson Bostwick was in it, and he got canned. and Then they had some other guy in it.
2: Uh. I remember the Spider-Man, the Nicholas Hammond Seven oh, Spider-Man, th- which I thought was okay.
1: <laughs> First time, and when, I think when
0: you're that age and they come on, it's a big thrill. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's something new, and if you've never seen it before, it, it's your favorite. Your your comic characters are coming. Did you know to there's life. a right. Japanese one? No. You
1: can look it up. There's a Japanese Spider-Man show.
0: That wow. doesn't surprise me.
1: There was. was oh, no, actually... that
2: sounds about right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they've done that, but Nicholas Hammond. I thought it was they. They didn't have any supervillains in it. I
0: don't
2: recall. No, it was just like evil rich guys and stuff. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) The robber barons.
1: You know,
2: it's funny when you look at the whole, the way comics, I mean, comic books started as reprints of Sunday newspapers. Yeah. And they just put them together in a book. And then all of a sudden, the original stuff wasn't around until, I think, Batman showed up. Or no, it was Superman showed up first, I guess, and then Batman followed. Two
0: years later. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, Superman 39? 37, 37, 37. And you know, there's another
2: yeah. interesting thing. Bill Finger, right, who created it with he Bob Yeah, got King. ripped off
0: by Bob yeah. King, pretty much. He wrote, he co-wrote
2: one lousy script in the Batman TV show, which is one of the best ones, that Clock King one. Yeah. Which I thought was a really good one. But the giant, the giant hourglass trap is pure Bill Finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, it's perfect. I always love that,
1: too. You got to have the thing where it's like, if you were a smart supervillain, I'm going to get you. Pull the gun out shoot him. But, oh, I'm going to get you in my death trap. It's really easy to escape. Now I'm going to go away yeah, now so I'm you to get just, out of I'm here. I'm going to turn around and
0: pontificate to the wall about That's what's right. going to happen as you escape. <laughs> and I'm going to turn around and wonder, how the hell did you do that? But do
1: you remember the line Robin gives in the one? It's like, gee, Batman, we always get away from these traps. It's like, you know why, Robin? Because oh, the... we're smarter than him? And I would I like to think we're pure of heart. That's right. But then always Robin would get jealous when, like, <laughs> Catwoman was flirting with Batman <laughs> Uh, did you up, have a favorite <laughs> villain out of there, out of the show? I thought they were all
0: very well done.
2: I myself. thought they were really good. I, I I, I liked, well, obviously I liked the Riddler, the way Gorshin that's did Riddler it. Riddler Frank
0: Gorshin was amazing. I
2: really liked the silent movie story. Oh, <laughs> was that pretty, was good. <laughs> That was a really cool story. The I mean.
1: Riddler show, the one where they tie him over the vat and yeah. it explodes, that was the first one I ever saw.
2: Hmm. That was a good one. I like the bookworm one, believe it or not. Even though, Roddy really, McDowell. yeah, even though it wasn't they they made him up, but I thought okay. I thought it was a really cool story.
1: That was West complaining, I guess, if you read back to the Bat his autobiography, he said they should have came out guns ablazing in the second, but they had guys like the Minstrel, the Archer, yeah. who nobody ever heard of. But everybody wanted to be on there. Well, that was my right. vote for was it Vincent Price as the Eggman? Oh, Egghead
2: or Egghead,
0: <laughs> yeah, <Egg-cellent>. Yeah. <laughs> Louis the Lilac, you know, because one, it was Vincent Price wearing a really poor, piss poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of the ones, too, is you go back also. You mentioned the start of
1: comics, a lot of them swipe just from the pulps, right? Because you go back, yeah. they pick the Phantom, Doc Savage, and then you look at Superman, Fortress of Solitude, Doc, Doc Savage,
0: Fortress of Solitude. You know, Phantom is cave, is goodies. Yep. Everything like that. Kind of amazing how everything was taken from something else, isn't it? Right. Well, they build on it
2: though. <laughs> yeah. The Phantom movie was good.
0: Which one, Billy Zane one? The
2: Billy Zane one. I thought it was good.
1: I like Billy
0: Zane. I'm they not did... sure. 90s... I don't know what the universe thinks. I the like
2: 90s was kind of a horse latitudes for superhero movies for some reason. It the, the <laughs> stuff that came out didn't seem to didn't seem to hit, but.
1: Well, Wait. did you, have you ever seen the uh You know what I'm, I'm going to bring up. Yeah. He's got to say it. I, he's got to say it. I can't say. What well,
0: it. was it? The 1978 or 79? TV version of Captain no, America? No, 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 I got the wrong one. This is actually, oh, so no, I there's, there's 70, the I, I own skull.
1: this, I just bought it. There's a 78 and 79 Captain America with Red Brown. Oh, yeah. And, and, and yeah. he's got like, he doesn't even wear the suit. Right. But there's another one that came yeah. out like 89 or nine. Oh, that's right, it was 89 with it the has, Italian Red Skull. It has an
2: Italian Red Skull. I remember, I've seen that, yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot it was a d I was And then there's
1: off. a Fantastic Four movie from nineteen ninety. Oh. It was so bad Roger Corman didn't even release it.
0: Yeah,
2: there's like some yeah. he's probably paid somebody not to show it. Yeah. I guess they had like a thing where for like stretching your arm they would have it come from the side frame of the camera and just an arm would just go <laughs> And that was supposed to be the showing of the the, yeah. the stretching power.
1: Because really the Batman movie in eighty nine I think started to energize stuff a little. Oh sure. I think so. And the thing was, you know
0: the genesis is that it originally was going to be a musical with Bill Murray? Hey. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just say this. If that would have happened, this uh, comic movie phase would never have occurred. And then Michael Keaton, when he got talked (laughs) about, he thought he was being auditioned for the Joker. Yeah. Which is why he went Michael Keaton on it. Wow. But I saw that movie
1: around. That was my year of going to movies. There's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that... The Abyss, which I won't mention to Ed Harris. No, I mention used to, it go to go to Ed lots Harris. and lots of movies since I was in college, and my friends would go down to Webster, and we'd go catch movies all the time. And everybody wanted to see Batman with me because I was the comic person. So I ended up seeing it like eight times.
2: Did you ever see The Spirit? That movie with the spirit.
1: Oh, yeah. And the thing is, they show the octopus, though. That was a
2: strange movie, man. You
1: got to remember, though, <laughs> the thing about the spirit is you don't show whatever you, if you have you read any of Isaiah's comics? No. Whenever you have the octopus, all you do is you see this evil, like, he's one of these figures you never see. Oh. So they showed him in this one.
2: Oh, wow. That was weird, though. I got to go never, back and I watch that. I never saw that one. It's very trippy. It it's done like, in it's a lot something. of
1: ways. I think Frank Miller did it, so it's done in the style of almost like Sin City or something. It's like
2: Eraserhead or something. It's like okay. it's very strange. <laughs> I don't know how to... Uh, yeah, it, it is for. sort of Miller-esque. I guess yeah. you're right, yeah. It's a lot of narration, and it's dark. Samuel
1: and, Jackson's it, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> it's got Johansson's in it. When When, when did this come out?
2: Probably two
1: thousand. 2000s. After Sin City, after those movies. Yeah. I, I don't think... know why I never even heard of it.
0: Yeah, maybe there's because yeah, it didn't do heard that, heard that well, that's why. No.
1: But of course, we had to watch it. Did you yeah. ever
0: watch The Cape? Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I love The Cape, but Summer Glau killed it. Well, that's the thing. It was an actual, good, gr- true, gritty comic show. Yeah. And, you know, apparently there was only nine viewers, and I'm, we're sitting here with three of them. You know, because right. they didn't even air the last episode. They only put it on the internet. Oh, really? Yeah, episode yeah. 10, you had to get on the internet because they wouldn't air it on wow. TV. And going I,
1: going back to I this, did watch it. It was good. Going back to series, yeah. did you ever watch? Another one I used to watch all the time was The Lone Ranger. Oh, yeah. And did you realize he's a relative of the Green Hornet? Yep. Great nephew or something. Yeah, he's like the great I mean,
0: nephew of the Green on. Hornet.
1: Yeah. Did not know that. I didn't know the Green Hornet movies.
2: The Green Hornet, Hornet movies, the Green movie serials are really good. Yeah,
0: yeah. As opposed to because
2: uh, K. Luke was the, the uh, played mov- Kato, which was yeah funny.
0: The movie that occurred. Well,
1: one of the things was that... Oh I guess, yeah, the Bert, movie was horrible. I guess one, <laughs> you do not mess with Bruce Lee. And I guess Burt Ward was all full of it, saying, ah, "I've taken a oh, couple yeah. martial arts." Yeah, he, he, he's he, like, yeah. "Ah!" <laughs> so Bruce Lee broke a light. <laughs> <Remember>? <laughs>
0: Yeah, because Burt Ward claimed. I mean, he does have a a martial arts background, There's but no Bruce Lee, that. dude. <laughs> yeah, but he, I think he was claiming he was like a black belt in jujitsu, and Bruce Lee would have like, killed him. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, that was the Kato show over in China for years. <laughs> oh wow! They oh, showed yeah. it. They kept. It. That's why, dude. They, they
1: just have it on DVD. I think now because they didn't want to have the rights because it was big. They just called it the Kato yeah, the show. The Kato show. Huh. Because if you think about it, Kato did all the work. That's the one line from the the movie that I like where. What, well, you can't fight. Yeah. That was a mess, that movie. Did you see the movie? The oh, yeah, movie? It yeah, it was awful. But what happened, wreck. Kevin Smith actually said, I got the script, and if you ever want to see his version for Dynamite Comics, he did his version as a comic, and it was a lot different. Yeah. He said, I can't do this. They didn't know where to go with it. They didn't know where to make it serious, funny. The
2: only thing I liked about it was I thought that they, they had the right idea with this gets dumped into a rich kid's lap, yeah. and and he kind of would just—he's just a party guy, and he doesn't take too much seriously. And then he sort of gets serious in his way, but, but I the, think that that part they got right. But I thought the whole dynamic between him I, I and Cato was his all, name,
0: all but weird. Whoever played Cato did a really good job in the movie. Yeah, well, well, yeah. was Jet Li was going to play him at first. It wasn't Jet Li though. No, it wasn't Jet Li. It was a young kid, like a lot younger than Jet Li, but equally as. Talented yeah, in he, the, uh, yeah, the acrobatics. Good and and I always remember
1: the stick with good. Green Hornet, where these guys are pretending to be bad guys. Right. Yeah. So it's and then of course Rick Reed is a reporter who hates them. It's like the Creeper almost mm. where Jack Jack the Creeper, there's always going making monologues on TV about how evil the Creeper is. But they were pretending to be bad guys, so it's a little different there with the angle they're not your superheroes, they're pretending to be bad guys, but yeah, they're good right. guys.
2: Here's another interesting trivia thing, which has probably been covered a million times, but if you watch those old Universal serials, which were Flash Gordon and Green Hornet, in the beginning, for the chapter, for the the replays, or the the catch-up, or whatever you want to call it, they had the scrolling words, a la Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So that's where that all came from.
0: No, I takes you a know lot that, of yeah. those
1: guys. If you want to ever go disappear through, disappearing, get smaller. Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to go through some of like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, you ever want to be real <laughs> nitpicky or just say it's something to do or want something to do, go through it. And you, they showed, like in the Indiana Jones movies, where they just lifted these scenes from serials. Like Temple of Doom, the one thing with the things. They showed serials where they just stole all this stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, those writers were just like, it was all Perils of Pauline type stuff. You know, everything was based on that. Right. Which was like a really old. In fact, did you know there was this thing? And my friend of mine told me about this, which I didn't know. You can look it up. Uh, there, was this, there was a studio in Ithaca that made this thing called The Perils of Elaine or something like that. They made these movie oh. series, and it was, you know, look it up, and it's in there. And they had something at the Dryden about it, and uh, I don't know, back in the spring. And I didn't go, but, I mean, and my buddy's like, yeah, there was this place in Ithaca. It was a studio there, and
0: That's they had cool. all the... Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting.
1: I've well, seen it on digging their digging website, to- but... Actually, we're going to have to do one one time on the silent movies and comedies, because we're fans of that.
0: Oh, I love silent movies, because you know, to tease for it. The first one I ever saw, I think actually was the old, uh, Lon Chaney Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow. Damn. Scared the living hell out of
1: me. Oh yeah. Ray Bradbury
0: too, We said, I guess he hid by yeah. like he was hiding behind the seat. Um, and then Nosferatu and I, I always liked It's like, well, it's black and white and it's silent. How do you know what the time of day is? And that was the movie that showed it because when it was nighttime, instead of this, what the, the kind of yellowish tone, it was blue. Ah, And then, uh, to do the carriage scene, they they ran the film backwards, and then flipped it around, and then ran it through forwards at triple the speed, so it looked like the carriage was coming in completely out of nowhere and wow. at a breakneck speed. Like, you know, and that movie came out, what, 1922 or 21, I believe? Amazing the things that they were able to get away with. Oh, sure. It
2: goes back to the you said about uh, expertise and, and the and uh, the art form, you know, and and, and the, the, the uh, what'd you say the creativity. You have well, to make things. Like, how are we gonna make? Well, we could do this. We could do that. I think a lot of things yeah. like when
1: you're limited like that in terms of technology, you have to improvise. I yeah. think about one of the ones I grew up on from again X X I was Harold Lloyd.
2: Oh, Harold Lloyd's and, great. And okay. I just watched
1: him do those he, that he never got killed.
0: Yeah, like, you know, this the uh, old stereotypical, the building falls down and he somehow is standing right where the open right, window right. was. Then yeah. Buster Keaton. Oh, yeah, Buster that Keaton. That was Buster Keaton. There was but, yeah, that's,
2: that's funny <coughs> oh, stuff. Oh, Harold
0: Lloyd was the clock. The clock. The clock, right. yeah. <laughs> and
1: he was always sort of getting, and it's funny because he does do talkies at the end, and it's Yeah, but weird. he didn't
0: really like him because he, uh, I know he refused to, what well, was late in life, he refused to sell the rights to the silent movies. Huh. Because he said they weren't designed for a small theater because you'd need an orchestra to really get it, and a, and a guy with an organ isn't going to cut it. Right. What would you well, say, right. in terms <laughs> no. of, like, like, from them, because I'm a big fan of the serials and all these, oh, yeah.
1: would you say, because we have all this technology now, we're lacking a little creativity? Absolutely. Everything seems like it's almost like, I can almost, from now, a lot of comic book movies, to be honest, now, I'm not even really interested, because I could go in and tell you exactly, okay, we're going to have the opening action scene, it's going to do this,
0: this, and it's nothing really... Well, everything yeah. has become so formulaic because, you know, they're looking at it and, well, eh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it because people are still going to come for opening action scene, dull, middle action scene, dull, climax, movie over. Right. post credit scene.
2: Well, you know, it's funny when you watch a lot of these, uh, well, I do anyway. I do <laughs> special too. Special features oh, and, yeah, and deleted scenes, every time, it almost... 95% of the time, the guy, the director or whatever, is saying, well, this was a great scene. I really wanted it in there, but it slowed the movie down. It slowed the movie. It, you always hear that. Well, we wanted to keep the thing. Like, you know, the,
0: the movie's three hours long. And, Knock it off.
2: And and the thing is, that's what I found the trouble with some of those other Marvel movies, like the 20th Century Fox ones. Fantastic Four and all that. Oh. Back and, when uh, and, Fox
0: and, owned the rights to X-Men. And, yeah.
2: It's like they were doing the 90-minute thing for short attention span theater, you know? It's like they just no, they didn't develop things very well. I've
0: always felt that, especially those old Fox X-Men movies. Well, the first two um, were great. I mean, they could have benefited from an R rating. Yeah. Yeah. Because they could have done a little more, kept it at the well, ninety, 90 hundred minutes. Story goes,
1: goes, story goes, the Batman versus Superman movie. If you see the longer cut, it's it actually it's great because <laughs> they actually really yeah. make some of
0: the stuff. You go, what the hell's happening? You yeah, but the sense. but the the one that actually made it to the theaters. I mean, you talk about. Pious. And
1: the other one I heard, right. the other one Ooh. I heard about was the Avengers, and this is not the comic book. This is the Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman, Steed, and Peel one that they cut it for summer viewing because they figured the kiddies and everybody want to go. You know, see
0: that's... And they said that if you watch the original version, it actually is a lot better. Isn't that always weird? It's like. Oh, the original version was much better. Why the hell didn't you put it on there?
2: Which
1: one was that? Which one? It came out around 97, 98. It was the. Remember, Steed and Peele, The Avengers. I oh, remember. oh, yeah, there yeah. It was Ray Finds and Uma Thurman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have that. And That's they right. said that a... if you have the extended cut, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because
2: I thought it was a little bit. Yeah, they do that. Sean like...
1: Connery playing the villain in a rare turn. <laughs>
2: August, St. Winter. It anyway. was a weather, the,
1: weather the Weather Master yeah. or something. I think it
0: was it August, St. Winter or St. Saint yeah. Saint Winter or August something. August, St. Winter, born in the spring of summer. Yeah, that
2: That's guy. actually, that old show was one of my favorite shows. I love it. that show it. was so quirky, it was so cool. Oh, the cool. old, uh, the yeah. Yeah. one? Yeah. Mrs. yeah. Field,
1: I, yeah. Old, I got that as soon as. I
2: got a bunch of those. I, yeah. Did you ever see the live action ones, you know, the, the, the very when he early had a guy, ones?
1: his partner, he had, he had someone, he had a man as a partner. Well, oh, he had, man. had Honor Blackman. Honor Blackman. Black Linda Thorson was after Yeah.
2: But the live ones are really weird because there's no music, there's no. It's, it's very really like, spy. A, it's it's like, like a, it's like a
1: spy. Here. Yeah. The That'd one I can't remember. Though. You ever see the New Avengers where I guess he's advising Joanne Alumni and some other guys? No. In there? I've never seen that, but I guess he's just sort of in there as an advisor. Huh, No, I never seen that. Great
0: series though, one. It's it was part of the whole spy genre in the oh, 60s, yeah. but it was just so great. Right. I like I liked uh I liked it. And a lot of those, especially, you know, it's fun yeah. to think how well they hold up, even after 50, 60 years. Yeah, I know. And now I enjoy them still, and I think a lot of people who've never seen them should go seek them out and find yeah, out. to see really... what true comic movies are, because, you know, to all the fans of the Marvel Universe, these movies have been... Plus, even the cartoons Ooh. from the 60s, remember those? Like Captain
1: America oh, and yeah. Shield. Mighty Shield. But to let to end this thing on a cliffhanger, and we are glad we'll have you back part of the family here. <laughs> a cliffhanger, excuse me. What's coming up for you? Anything to promote? That's oh, yeah. what we're here for. Oh, ah, Stay well, tuned uh, <laughs> to the promotion. You might hear some more of these in future episodes. That's
2: right. Now. I know. I'm still playing some gigs. I got a Three Heads Brewery gig coming up at the end of August. I'm and... going to that, Brian. No, with oh, Susie Willpower. Oh,
1: the, oh yeah, that one. She sent me an invite. She always yep. sends. Oh me yeah, one she sends
2: it. me invites too. And I'm uh, gonna be doing. Love you, Susie. Yep, love you, Susie. Is
1: Brian playing one too? Are you playing one? I thought he was playing one at Three Heads. Not not... at Three Heads. Oh,
2: and uh, Iron Smoke. We're doing Iron Smoke with Brian Lindsay on August second. Yep.
1: I'm gonna try to make both of those and Three Heads. Lately, they've been nuts down. They wouldn't have gone there. They're crazy. Oh, that that
2: guy's got a gold mine. Everything that guy does seems like it works. It's like well, the one I went to see. I went to see
1: one band down there. I didn't (laughs) know they had a fest there of ales. I had a park down by Starry Nights. Oh, that's which is, fine, wow. which is fine But it was nuts It was a madhouse yeah. They do a good Good business Yeah And they have a good Variety of bands too When they have Residencies and everything
2: Yeah I didn't know He was doing that I mean I'm out so much I don't get to go to Yeah I know You much. play so many times You don't get <laughs> yeah. to play so. I feel bad I don't want to be that guy Who can't make it to shows Because I'm you always Trying to guy. get people yeah. I am Damn it <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, but those are things to look forward to. Those are going to be really fun. Come
2: see me. I don't care about you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, you're playing, but I'm playing tonight, so screw you. That's right. So, because of that, we'll have something completely different to end this with.
2: Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: Actually, my friend Nikki Hill was in town, and she's a really good recording artist. Really, you love her. You'll hear this.
2: Oh, she's at Abilene, isn't she? She was at Abilene,
1: and I've known Nikki for six years, and it's cool that I saw it from the beginning and saw the... She used to sing at church, I to and that, she's got yeah. the voice. You know? yeah. Like, you got to see this thing. And she's got that good southern drawl from North Carolina. And we're oh, talking wow. about. But I asked her, I said, hey, you want us to promote your latest CD? And of course she said yes, and it's called Feline Roots. So I asked her what to play. She's like, honey, play whatever you want. Yeah. So, Nikki, thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate really cool. that. No, I appreciate that. I have to pick the song out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to go with the first track. It's called... Get down, crawl, and I'm sure it's gonna be badass because Nikki's freaking great. So thanks a lot here from the carnival in our undisclosed location. Greg, Zach, yo, are we under a mansion
0: in Pittsburgh someplace? Oh come on! <laughs> yeah. Just wait for the sequel. We're all tied to the tracks right now. We saw <laughs> ourselves out. Ruined. Where's the guy with the tall hat and the handlebar mustache? It was Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> Gasterly. Thanks a lot. And if we survive, we'll see you again.
2: Dun dun dun. <laughs> the fact Still making you it, But you never give me back